The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome in to another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We are rolling one short this week, but I got my man Pops with you. What's going on, Pops? No, not too much. What's going on, Kev? You know, just just rolling on through. We are we are without LJ today. Uh, he's a little busy. Got got things going on up in up in Chi Town. So we're going we're going to pour one out for the homie. But we'll have him back soon. And uh, we we missed last week. Uh, it, and I, I wanted to get to. It's been a lot. Been a lot of. Uh, I wanted to start out, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, probably just about everybody in. And in, uh, in America is watching, probably all over the world is watching Game of Thrones right now. God, it seems like it. Yeah, I mean that show. It's probably the biggest show. I guess it could kind of be uh, similar to back in the day when uh, The Sopranos was a big show. I've heard people talk about Sopranos and where it was like everyone, the world stopped on Thursday nights to watch Sopranos. I think it was Sunday night. It. Wasn't Sopranos was it? Sunday night? I think it was well, on HBO I- Sunday night. Yeah. That was a little before. That was a little before my time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. But now Breaking Bad was a similar series. I remember the last season of Breaking Bad, like you planned around it and talked about it the next day, a lot like we are Game of Thrones. Right. So that gets me a little to the point of I get like so now on Monday morning when you wake up, and we're not going to like dive into and recap the episode one because uh, if you've listened to our previous Game of Thrones stuff. We, we might get some names wrong and some sigils wrong, and we might not be all up to date on all the trivia. But by the way, if you hadn't listened might. to our Game of Thrones stuff, yeah, might, might's also on a chicken's ass. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's some fun Game of Thrones stuff if you're interested. We did a couple weeks ago. They're still there. It's it's real cool stuff, and it'll be fun throughout the, the last season. But we're not going to break down this past episode and talk about Arya and Gendry or any of that. I just wanted to ask you about – I understand – if you didn't watch it Sunday, like Monday morning, you may get a spoiler. Like you might go to work and someone at work's talking about it. Or if you read something on the internet, there's articles being posted about like a recap or, or now with podcasts being so big, people are talking about it in podcasts. So I get that. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I think LJ has been on this uh, hill before where he's like, don't whine about spoilers. If you're not keeping up with the biggest show on the planet, not just America, like we said on the planet, everyone's watching it. So that's on you. But Right now, right after Game of Thrones ends, I think it ends at uh, 8 Central time, or it starts at 8 Central, so it ends around 9. Is that right? Yep, yep. If you get on Twitter at 9.30, I mean, there is all over, trending all over Twitter, there's memes and the video, like the funny videos that go viral, whether it's basketball or anything, people use those, and then they make like context from Game of Thrones, like when... The Night King, when he hears Bran say this, and then like they'll put a video or something, right? Yeah, and they're hilarious. First off, I want to say it is almost as good. It's not as good as the episode, but it's so funny to go and look at those and just see how creative people are. And uh, but now, if you don't watch the show at eight, like if I didn't, if I if Sunday night, if you were like, I really want to catch uh, the Thunder and the Blazers game four. It's a crucial game four. I want to watch that, and then I'll catch Game of Thrones after. Or something like at ten or eleven, if you don't have to go to sleep super early. 
Right. If you accidentally just happen to get on social media and just start scrolling through, spoilers all over the place. Like you have to avoid everything. And I feel like you can, is it a little should there be like a waiting time that we should put on people like you shouldn't talk about the show all over social media until give people an hour to watch it, you know? Well, maybe, but it's kind of like, of course, I never watch a live sporting event, you know, after sometimes I'll tape it. But if that if that's the case, you have to take control of your destiny. You have to not listen <laughs> to live radio. You have to not look at Twitter. You have to listen to something, you know, some music or something. Because, well, I mean, you, you can't blame people for talking about it. It's the biggest thing going right now. Well, I guess you have a good point bringing that up because, so like, I was I I decided I was gonna pause Game of Thrones or pause the the Thunder Blazers game. I had it set to record and I was just gonna fast forward to halftime and if I wanted to watch it I'd watch it and if not I'd fast forward to the fourth quarter after Game of Thrones and just check in on it. But right. I personally and I did this because I have so many friends that watch Game of Thrones that I was worried a text or someone sends me like a a video from Twitter or, or something funny from social media. I just I have so many people I like to talk to about Game of Thrones with that it's very possible they just assume I'm watching it live and they'll send me something. So I was like, I want to make sure I watch this because I'm more likely to get a Game of Thrones text than a (laughs) Blazers Thunder text. So I paused paused the basketball game, but I made sure not to get on Twitter because I didn't want to see the score. So I guess you have to think of the same light if you're you're watching Game of Thrones. If you pause it, if you don't want to get spoiled, you better stay off Twitter because my goodness – and that's just how big the show's gotten now. I mean, it is just so crazy how many people watch it. And – with it being not like how Ozarks is on Twitter or I mean Twitter on Netflix where Ozark and Stranger Things and Peaky Miners, you name them, they come out like seasons at a time. So you can mm-hmm. binge it. You watch all full seasons. Game of Thrones is still that week long. They come out once a week and then they have seasons where you have to wait. I don't know. It felt like we waited years for this final season. It probably wasn't. Probably only seemed year, like it seemed like forever, <laughs> but I wonder. I think th- this is the one show where you can't just you you get the time to everyone catches up. So even if you weren't on in on the boat before, you had all this past twelve months to catch up on Game of Thrones and watch it. And so everyone's on the same page. And I think you're right. I at first I was thinking people shouldn't tweet about it right after, but you're right. With th- how many people watch it, it's just like a sporting event where. If you're not watching it live, you're on your own. If you don't want to see spoilers, you have to try not to go see stuff. And if you hear someone at work talking about it, either exit the room or ask them politely, please, please don't spoil right. anything. I mean, and I think you're within your rights to say, please let me walk away or something, you know, but you need to remove yourself from that situation. But now I will tell you this. So the first night, this was the second one. So right. the first night it was on Sunday night and we had something potentially going on that was going to keep us past Game of Thrones, and I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, Tammy, do you realize Game of Thrones starts tonight? We might be up at this this thing, you know, this function or whatever. And luckily, we got home in time because maybe when I brought that up, Tammy said, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was, we, you gotta, um, it it is, was good. Is this going to be the last? I, I don't know if we'll have another show really that does this where they do seasons at a time and the anticipation's there and week long shows. It just Well, I mean, maybe they'll do it like, you know, get something big and then hold it out where you can't uh, binge watch it all. You know, Netflix, maybe they let something go, but they only let one go a week or, or something. Well, it's smart. I mean, it keeps Game of Thrones relevant all week long. Like 
instead of this season this season coming out like if they dropped i don't forget how many episodes this final season six maybe I think only six yeah and i got a question about that in a minute keep going. okay we'll get to it in just a second but if they drop all of them at the exact same time i know me and i know my friends and i know probably you like you might I, i'd probably watch it all in a weekend you might at least spend it you know a week or two but i'd probably just spend a whole weekend watching it but if they drop it all, we're gonna we're gonna binge it. We'll get it all in two weeks. We'll talk about it for two weeks, three weeks, and then mm-hmm. the way and the news cycle, over. yeah, the way the news cycle and the way new shows come out and movies come out, yeah, uh, something big happens. The playoffs, the NBA playoffs happen. The NFL draft, Avengers Endgame. We just move on from Game of Thrones talk. Where to now, the next thing, yeah, yeah, and now with them doing how they do it, where it comes out every Sunday, they keep these six episodes. We're gonna talk about them for the next six weeks because not only do we watch one, but now. Like by Wednesday, I'm so ready for the next episode. I might read an article on it or I might listen to a podcast on it. I'm going to go, hey, Lyft, did you, what do you think about this? And so it's just staying in a constant stream and it's on Twitter for a week. And so they're, they're living in a longer bubble. I don't see why Netflix wouldn't want to do this, why they wouldn't want to drop. I think you're, I think you're onto something. I don't think this is the final one because I I think they're going to notice that. There is something to keeping this 10 episode season relevant for two months instead of while if they drop when Stranger Things season three or four, whichever one it comes, whenever, whichever one they're on, when it comes out, they're probably, they're going to put them all at the same time and it'll be all that anyone's talking about on social media, but it'll only be for like two or three weeks instead of two months. And I think when you start thinking about this, actors, directors, PR, like just people that promote will start going, there's something to this. We should work on this. And I'm interested to see where the next step is because I think that's where it's going to go. People are going to go. There's a there's something to keeping people keeping people hanging on longer because they love us talking about it every week. They have to. Oh, they have to. And I, I but I know even with with Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, well, and Ozark, which are probably my last three favorite things I've watched. Um, I had to catch up. So I'm glad that I could go binge the first season or whatever. Yeah. And there's benefit know. to that too. Like letting, cause you, people want to be a part of the conversation. So like mm-hmm. we have two guys, like three of us get to work at the same time and two of us are big Game of Thrones fans. So Monday morning, like this morning we got in and instantly like, so what'd you think? And the third guy, we, he's, he just doesn't, he hadn't got into it. There's no reason. It's just one of those just like, just hadn't. Yeah. You just didn't get into it yet. And now, and probably he, before he said, didn't get into it. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm so behind. I'm seven seasons behind. I just, I won't be able to get into it in time. But now he's like, God, I got to go watch this. Cause Pete, y'all talk about it every Monday morning. And he just wants to be a part of the conversation. Cause you always, you always want to be a part of the conversation. So it's good for game of Thrones that now they might've got a new fan just because we enjoy it so much that we talk about it. And so, and I think, Personally, I just think it's such a good show that the, if you give it a shot, you'll probably end up getting. You'll probably into get it. stuck. Yeah. You'll get just hooked. like Breaking Bad was when I heard so many people talking about it. I was like, all right, I got to just at least give this show a shot. And then, of course, I got hooked onto it. So, well, because what was the other one? And I think you've watched some of it. Uh, the Madison Mad Men. You know, yeah. Mad Men. I've not finished it. I'm probably still in about the middle of the first season, but I started rewatching it, and it's really good. But like. Nobody's talking about Mad Men anymore. You know, there's yeah. no conversation. If I watch it, it's because I want to watch it. It's kind of like, I guess, Sopranos. I'm watching Sopranos, and it's good. It's very good, but it's not in the common vernacular anymore. It's But the way – and and 
Netflix does it to an extent because Ozarks drops a season and then a year goes by, then they'll drop season two. Mm-hmm. A year goes by. And I think season three comes out now in July or something soon. Are you serious? I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I love and Ozark. I, Ozark's not on probably the same level as some of them shows. Like we're talking about Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Sopranos. I mean, these are like Mount Rushmore shows probably. And okay. Ozark's probably not there, but to us it is. We really enjoy Ozark. Ozark is good though, but I like Jason Bateman too. I just think he's so cool. I really enjoy that but, show. So Netflix does it to an extent where they won't drop, you know, the full show at a time but then so then i think the next step is if netflix doesn't do it maybe netflix stands their ground and goes yeah but we're going to give our consumers what they want we're not going to make them wait we're going to give them a season at a time so if they want to binge it binge on but i think that there's just too much benefit to having it as a constant stream of conversation mm-hmm. for two mm-hmm. months well do you remember there was a lot of talk with game of thrones that they were all going to be like hour and a half episodes and it was all going to be like feature length okay episodes? so is this what you were going to say earlier because yes. I'm, I'm with you i thought we were supposed to get like six 90 minute episodes exactly and they've all been an hour and a minute or 59 minutes or with be- all the two you know of course but <laughs> well because lj did the math at one point during our game of thrones talk and was like we're actually going to get more content in this six right. episode season I thought that was the case. Maybe, maybe I just misread. But so next week's game episode three of season seven is going to be that feature length film where we're going to get a huge battle. It, and it is, you know, yeah, it's you gonna know, be that like or... over 90 minutes. Yeah. It's going to be supposedly the longest like battle scene in film history, like in any film ever. And it's going to be a 90 minute show. Like I think 93 minutes or something. It's supposed to be crazy. But I just thought all, and so yeah, get pumped for that. But I thought all that I, I was for whatever reason under the impression that they were all going to be those long episodes. Me and too. I was pumped for that, and they've only only been an hour. I've been happy with the first two episodes, but I, they, I, well, I would have been fine with another thirty minutes for each of them. It'd have been oh, cool with me, me. even too. if it had just been, if, even if it had just been Tyrion talking to Bron. I still don't know uh, Bran's whole story. So if Tyrion would have talked to him and like that conversation, we could have extended that for twenty more minutes. Oh, no doubt. And and I will say without, I mean, I'm not, no spoilers, but I kind of like, it's like the first two have been just kind of tying up a few loose ends, you know, getting characters that have a history together yeah. and they're, they're visit- and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought the first two shows were amazing. I've really, really enjoyed them. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm looking forward to whatever's coming next. Cause I don't know what the, how the hell they're going to resolve it. But I almost like the dialogue as much as I like some battle scene. Well, but yeah, the that's battle what, scene will be cool. Like that's what these these first two episodes were so great. One, as far as storytelling, they had to, they had to do some of this, like you're saying. They had to, you know, these people are reuniting. They couldn't rush it too much. They had to have some right. of this this conversation and and connect the dots, or it wouldn't make sense. But also, just as as show watchers, we spent seven seasons with Jamie Lannister. And he went from we hate him to we're we're not sure maybe he's okay to we kind of like him now. So like these moments that he gets, like the moment where they're doing the little, I saw people on Twitter talking about, you know, where they were sitting in front of the fire in the past Mm -hmm. episode and they were all talking. They were like, this is the Game of Thrones version of the shop, LeBron's show on HBO. And I could do for a 30 minute episode of just them talking. Like that was great. I loved it. Tormund and all like, the Tormund, whole thing I good. love Tormund. Yes, I but freaking love him. The only problem is, and we'll, we'll get off the Game of Thrones after this, I'm a little worried. So we got a lot of moments where it felt like they kind of 
tied some ends where characters reach their arc in this final in this episode too. I know. Usually that means they get the Ned Stark treatment in the next episode and a red wedding type of thing. And we got a battle coming up, so we're gonna lose somebody. I we're think gonna lose some somebodies. Because oh, I mean, I'm gonna say this. I think old Tormund was kind of th- thrown out there at old Bri- Brienne that. <laughs> Yo, this could be our last night, baby. <laughs> kinda, kinda, kinda my ass. <laughs> he was completely thrown. The only person that was more forward was Arya, because she straight up just started taking clothes off. But uh, yeah, well, mm, yeah. Tor, yeah. Uh, it a weird, weird, weird uh, move by Torment to I think his way of, and maybe this is just a wildly thing, but his way of uh, trying to spit some game was saying that he's uh, had a giant's titty in his mouth when he was a baby yeah. or something. Like what? What? Yeah. Well, and then he drinks the whatever and it pours it all, you know, whatever. I don't know. It was perfect, though. It's perfect for his character. (laughs) I loved it, but it's fun. Uh, Speaking of spoilers, real quick, I wanted to ask you, and I know neither one of us are huge Avengers guys, Mm -hmm. but the the, the Avengers Endgame comes out. By the time people are listening to this, I think this will come out Thursday morning. So uh, Avengers comes out that night. It's Friday morning, Thursday at midnight type of thing. But supposedly like a week ago or two weeks ago, a leak came out where someone who got to see, someone who was credentialed to go see a uh, premiere version before, videotaped it and recorded some of it and dropped like a leaked uh, a leaked uh, ending or something so people could see an ending. One, and the, and the directors had both, the two brothers who direct it went, went to Twitter. And I'm probably wrong on some of this because I'm not the biggest Avengers guy, but I think it was the two directors no, went out to Twitter and they tweeted out like, please fans not only don't seek this but if you if you have don't ruin the show like don't ruin the movie for people this is we've built up on this for years don't don't ruin it and one i wonder who goes out and tries to find these and two what kind of i just don't like people that do that why would you want what do you gain out of ruining the ending for someone if you if you can't it's one thing if they had the whole movie i still don't like it because you're screwing over people but if you had the whole movie that's one thing but just showing the ending I don't know who well, does but, it, who wants to do it and who seeks that out. I don't get that. You know what it seems like to me? It's probably the same peckerhead that said the dumbass thing about the guy's daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah, why the why would you do that? I just don't. I don't I mean, get the just, gain for it. I don't get what you what. What do you get out of it? Unless if, the only fulfillment they get is they get likes and favorites and mentions on Twitter and Facebook. But you, I don't get that. I just don't. Get I mean, a movie. I guess these people. I guess spend, if you want to be a dick, do that kind of stuff, and you might get a reward for it. But that's just kind of. of I a mean, dick these people move. spend millions of dollars and millions and, and tons of time, like these actors and directors and every and editors. Everyone's spending all this effort and time, and then you're going to just put out a scene of the ending that basically makes an Avengers is a long movie. It's like three hours long. So if you put out, oh. if you put out the last stuff of it ending, people are still going to watch it. But now you've you got to watch two hours or something where you already know the ending. That would just suck. That would be like, that'd be like someone showing me the last episode of game of Thrones, but I still, they don't show me the, the other six or the other five of this last season. That would suck. I yeah. I probably that. like, I mean, I I don't, if I knew that was out there, I wouldn't, I would on purpose not watch it. Just, yeah. I would avoid it. Um, well, you said brought up movies. Can I bring up one that I, I thought about the other day? So, okay, we'll, we'll get into sports in a minute. We have to, we do have some sports topics I want to bring up, but I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, bring, let me hit. Let well, me so, so we were trying to figure out movies to go see the other day. Tammy and I might would like y'all wanted to go, go to the theaters. Yeah, maybe just go to the okay. theater and you know get a bucket of popcorn, watch a movie, right. and really couldn't find any. And and I'll be honest, Shazam has a little bit of interest to me. 
Okay. It looks a little bit like Deadpool. You know, he's kind of funny. You know, he's kind of a superhero. Yeah, actually, I watched the trailer, and it did look kind of interesting to me. It looks kind of good, but we kind of came to the realization, you know, uh, that's really, let's wait for HBO. You know, that's, I, I mean, I'd kind of like to see it, but I just, I just, there's nothing at the movies right now that is yanking me out that I really have to go see. And so, okay, that's perfect. I was kind of thinking about this when I was thinking about Avengers. And it's, mm-hmm. and maybe it's me a little bit, but the movie going experience, what what does it take? What does it take for a movie to really make you want to go? Because every now and then it is fun to go to the theaters and sit with the big screen, even though my Connor's probably more comfortable. It's mm-hmm. fun to go to the seat, get your bu- bucket of popcorn, get you a Coke. I know Coke's loving the the, the free plug here, but what what does it take for a movie to pull you into the theaters and spend the 20 bucks it's probably going to cost for you and Tammy? Well, it costs twenty bucks to get in and twenty yeah, bucks for a popcorn and two cokes. So costs, for yeah. forty bucks is what it winds up costing, which seems to be a, a little touch on the high side. Um, so what gets what gets me out is if Tammy really wants to see it one. Okay. <laughs> All right, that if we're being be honest. One, if we're just being honest. And but two, I mean, like I'm trying to remember some movies that really got us out. You know, The Revenant was one that yeah. was just so so talked about and everything. And it was good, but you know, that was one that got me. I'm trying to think of the last uh, movie we saw because it seemed like the last one we saw was pretty good. The Mule, the Mule got me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one since With then Clint too. That I, uh, what did we go see? We went and saw that the Green Book or yeah, the Green that was, Mile. Yeah. That Green was book. because, but now that had Green two Miles guys in it. a different one with Tom Hanks and then that's an older movie. But Green oh, book. that's an older movie. Yeah, yeah. Green Book also good though. But, <laughs> But also very good, but I think it was because uh, Mahershala Ali, you know, was in it, and I really like him and oh, Vigo Mortensen. So, yeah. so probably somebody I really like. I'll, I'll be honest; I'm a little interested in that Netflix one with Kevin Costner. I think it is Highwaymen. Uh, yes, with Howie Woody Harrelson Man. and Kevin. Almost, yeah, Woody Harrelson. I almost started that. It was like one o'clock, and I thought that basketball game ended, and I kind of I wasn't ready to go to sleep, but I wasn't ready to start a movie. But I almost started it. I want, you know, because it's got two people I really like in it. Yeah. And I mean, that's got my interest a little bit. And I can watch it on my couch. You know, I cook yeah. my own popcorn. <laughs> well, that's, that's what quarter. I was, that's what I was thinking. So like Avengers may, I actually went and watched the last Avengers, even though I don't know a lot of the story. Like I'm not a huge superhero. I, I like the movies, but like me and one of my coworkers is big into it. And you can tell when he's, it's like when me and him talk basketball, he doesn't really watch basketball, but he knows some of the people. And like when I'm talking about the Clint Capella on the Rockets, he's just like, Ugh, like he just loses it. He doesn't care. <laughs> right. And it's the same way when we start talking about Marvel uh, MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever it's called. Like he'll get mm-hmm. deep into it, and I just, I just don't know enough, so I kind of get lost in the clouds too. Yeah. But I went yeah. and watched the Last Avengers because so many people were watching that, so many people were talking about. It. It's kind of like what we said with Game of Thrones. I just want to be a part of the conversation, so I went to go watch it and. I thought about maybe going to this next one, but for three hours, for a movie to be three hours, it is hard not to just say, I'm going to wait and watch it on my recliner where I can go pee and pause the movie where I can get up and get a drink and pause it, you know? I'm like you, Kevin. That You're right. If I see a movie's three hours, I'm probably not going to go see it. That's just too long for me. But um, I don't mind a two hour but or an hour and a 45 minute, but... But part of it, though, part of it, some certain movies to me, and this is where I think me and you differ a little, some movies are different experience in the theaters, like at at Avengers Mm -hmm. with it being so many, like special effects and loud and and the music and the surround sound that you get at theaters. The experience you get at that is better. Like 
if you're going to go, if you're a big fan of Fast and Furious, there's a, they dropped the, the, the latest Hobbs and I forget their names. But if you're a big fan of the Fast and Furious, there's, there's a new one coming out and it's going to be action packed and all this stuff. There's an experience where that one's probably better at the movie theaters because it's loud. It's bang and boom. Okay. And, you know, everything's going on where at home, I just don't have the same setup. I have my TV and small speakers. It's not the same where to me, I'd rather watch a mule or something. Probably like the mule where it's a, mm-hmm. a deeper movie. I'd probably rather watch that one at home because I can really pay attention and, and get real comfortable and stuff. And if I, there's times where I have to go to the bathroom, you know, as I get older, you know, my bladder's getting a little smaller <laughs> and I, w- I, I, I don't, I'd like to be able to, instead of like sit there and hold it, it's nice to be at home and go, I'm going to pause real quick. I'll go use the restroom, get a drink and I'll come back. There is something to, it's nice to be able to do that at times. I just thought about this. This is something that movies theaters need to do. They need to have, go back to intermissions. They need to have an intermission. <laughs> well, for a three hour ha- movie, they definitely need, there needs to be an definitely. intermission about 90 minutes in. But even for me, I drink that big old freaking 20, not 20, what would it be about? A 48 ounce soda pop <laughs> and eat all that popcorn. That popcorn won't soak it all up. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom before the thing's over. And then you're running and, you know, it Let's just bring it, back it, the intermission, a little, a little bring five back minute the intermission. intermission. Yeah. I and then, you know, should. that probably would curb the people that are always on their damn, like, it is bad. I don't like it if you go on your phone at the movies, because if you don't, especially if you don't turn the brightness down. That little light is hard. Like you're sitting there watching the big screen. It's hard not to get distracted if there's a little light down here in the corner. And mm-hmm. so you're just taken away from the movie. That intermission lets you get your, if you wanted to check your phone for whatever reason, whether it's Facebook or you have a message or whatever, that right. gives you that little five minutes, check your phone, go use the bathroom. Go. And I think it solves a lot of problems. I'm right. I'm with you. Let's bring back the intermission. That's, How that's about not, that? Let's there's do it. Idea. All right. Now we want to segue into some sports talk. And real quick, if you're interested in going to any sports games, we got a new we got a new uh, partner here at the Just Press Play podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to let's just take a second to introduce you to our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them, if you're wanting to go to the game, let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. And instead of shopping for dozens of sites and trying to find the best deal, SeatGeek's going to do all the work for you. And it's pretty cool what they do. Their app scans the web for all the best deals to your favorite game, concert, show, whatever, and they rate them on a scale of 0 to 10. So basically, they're going to let you know this ticket's good for its price, this ticket's not. like It looks like a good seat, but it's they're really making you pay too much for it. It's easy. A green dot marks a great deal. Yellow dot's a good deal. Red dot, you probably want to pass on it. It's so easy. And okay. and if you're, if you're looking to go to a game, we actually have a promo code for you. If you go in there and put ACAA, for Armchair All-Americans, that's one of our other partners. That's the network we're, we're on. Uh, you just put ACAA at the checkout, and you receive $20 off your first purchase. So that that big old thing of popcorn and Cokes, you know, there we go. It's the Just for. Press Play, we got you here at the Just Press we Play. We got you. <laughs> you, got, right. you, got a, you got a, well, actually, you're going to a game. You probably want a beer. So And beer's yeah, a little more So we got the first so, beer's yeah, on us. Yeah, first beer's so, on us. If you're going to a Cowboys game, we got one beer. One beer is on <laughs> us. For <laughs> Just put in the code ACAA at SeatGeek and get 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right. Let's get into it, Dad. The NBA playoffs. The first round's kind of been a bit of a dud, and I think it I, it reminds That's me fair that to say. a lot of times, and and I'm you might not have watched a lot of the NBA playoffs. I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and honestly, you can kind of look at the series and go, "Oh, Boston swept. Milwaukee's about to sweep." As we're recording this, uh, the 
The Rockets are at 3-0. They could sweep. sweep. Yeah. Uh, Thunder, they blew a 31-point lead in one, but they're they're probably going to win 4-1. A, a nice gentleman sweep down there in L.A. Wait, the Thunder? The Thunder. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, the Warriors. I, I saw Kevin Warriors. Durant. Okay. I saw yeah, yeah, a yeah, Thunder yeah. jersey for a second. No, the Thunder <laughs> are the one that's kind of got me shocked. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Warriors. But so, and this happens a lot where you, you, re, you remember, I think, that, oh, these one seeds are playing the eight. More often than not, the one seeds are just, a much better team and even with the two and sevens and you get these sweeps, but the NBA, I think the NBA probably crowns the best championship and it's probably the, the, the only postseason, not the only, but one of the main postseasons where in almost every series, the better team usually wins. You could say like in college basketball, as much as I love March madness, when a, when a 16 seed, when what's their name, uh, can it, when, UMBC? Yeah. UMBC it? beats Virginia two years ago. The best, the better team did not advance. Clearly, if they play ten more times, Virginia would win all ten. Yeah. I think. So, but but it makes March Madness fun. It do, I get the aspect of it. Yep. it makes it fun. Same way with the NBA or the NFL playoffs, where the Giants can get hot and all of a sudden they reel off and they win a Super Bowl and beat the the Patriots who were undefeated. But in the NBA, the better team usually wins, which probably means the Warriors win another championship. But. That's neither here nor there. I think what it gets to is that first round, it can cause for a week long. These games, we could have watched that Milwaukee and Detroit game. You could have seen a game, two games maybe, and realized, okay, there's just – Detroit has no shot. They, they just don't have a shot at beating Milwaukee. What happened – and this is a little – I think it was 2003 they switched over to – it used to be a five-game first-round series, correct? Yes, it did. Do you remember that time, and was that a better, more fun first round, or what do you think? Because that was before I really got into watching hoops. As I recall, I mean, yeah, it made it fun, it made it interesting, but I think it was like two or three years in a row, uh, the better team got put out, you know, in the first round in that five-game series, because some weird things can happen in a five-game series. And I think you're you're right. In a set, I think what you were alluding to in a seven game series, ninety five percent out of a hundred, you're going to get the better team that is going to win. But in a and even if you don't, series, it's hard to argue that it's hard to argue if you're the team that lost that you were the better team if you couldn't beat them. If you, you got beat you four could. out of seven, you know it's hard to argue. But but you know really uh, you know three out of five that. You, you know, strange things can happen. So I remember that's why they went away. I want to say it was the Lakers one year. Some It was some team that was really – I don't know if they were the one seed or two seed, but it was a really high seed that got taken out uh, on a five-game series, and that's when they went to the seven uh, okay. for every single playoff series. I do remember that's well, why they changed it. I think the main reason they changed it is – Cash money. money. Yeah, money money, money rules everything. You know, cream, cash rules everything around in the NBA. Um, and I get it. There's seven games now, and we're, we'll watch. Even though I talk crap about it, people are going to – even if not as many people are watching all four games of the Bucks, there's still a fourth game of the Bucks pistons instead of a 2-0 sweep or 3-0 sweep if it was a five-game series. Mm-hmm. So I get why they do it, and they get some money. But I think the overall – the overall content drops down because now I'm watching this. Like the Clippers, I was glad for the Clippers that they got to win because this Clippers team plays really hard and they're a good team. And they're just, there's no way they're better than the Warriors. Everyone knows that the Warriors know it. No. The Clippers even know it. 
But, but play- I happened to catch that game. I yeah. caught that game. It was historic. It but, was crazy. Yeah, they play, they're fun to watch, and you got, you got to give them some credit. Like Even if Beverly's not as good as Steph Curry, he's going to go out there and he's going to play his damn butt off every play. Mm-hmm. And all those guys do it. They, they, they play so hard, and they're fun to watch. So I was glad they got one. But that really just means we have one extra game where the Warriors are just I, – I was watching last night before Game of Thrones came on, and – it just there's no one they have that can stop Kevin Durant, and then oh, when Kevin Durant goes out, there's also this guy named Steph Curry, and oh, there's Clay Thompson, and I mean just on and on and on. We'll go down the list. Clippers just can't play him. But here's the way we do it: Bill Barnwell, a guy from ESPN, put out an idea, and if you want to keep the money, okay, I get that, and then if you want to try to say the better team wins, he had this idea: you keep the idea, you keep the first round of the playoffs the best of seven series, unless one team wins the first three games. So if a team goes up 3-0, then the series instead of goes to a best of five. So it's a sweep is 3-0. So like Milwaukee, okay. the Pistons are already done. They went up 3-0. The, the, the Clippers and the Warriors would have had to play another game. Right. So the, what it does, the benefits of this is we eliminate the, the pretty much meaningless, meaningless playoff games. Those teams that go up 3-0, there's no way the Pistons are coming back, right? I mean, how many times right. – I think it's yeah. happened once ever that a team's come back from 3-0, and it wasn't in the I NBA. I don't know if any – It mean, wasn't in the NBA. It was like in the MLB and hockey. So a few times it's happened in all major well, the Cavaliers sports. came back from 3-1, which 3-1. was amazing. But they didn't but go 3-0. down 3-0. No one really yeah. – I don't think anyone's ever done it in the NBA. I think it's – I would – I'd buy that. And I think the only – it's only happened like four times, five times across all major professional American sports. So it's like – 98% of the time, a team's going to win once going up 3-0 in all the major sports. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're eliminating that meaningless game four. And even if they win, if the other team, like if the Pistons are to win game four, now we have another meaningless game where really it really doesn't matter. You're, and it's just another game where Giannis could roll an ankle or something could happen that now alters the, the rest of the playoffs where the best team might lose their best player. And then – so not only is that one of the benefits, eliminating a mostly playoff, uh, meaningless game, we're giving a, a, a reward for domination. So if you go in and you just come out and three games, you put your foot on throw and dominate for three straight games, I think you deserve to take the series, and now you get extra rest. Rest is good for a team, and I, I, I think you deserve some credit for just coming out and dominating 3-0. Lastly, I think, as far as benefits go, the last one I really like about it is – Game three now becomes super – game two and three become – I think they become even more exciting because mm-hmm. you don't want to go down – You can get down 3-0. You don't want to go down 0-2. You go down 2-0. You don't want right. to go down 0-2, and you definitely don't want to go – once you do go down 0-2, game three, it's it's all or nothing. You have a team with their back against the wall. They're playing for everything, whether it's – and it would suck if you're, if you're the Pistons and you lose. Now you only get – if you lose three straight, you don't even get that fourth home game for your fans. That would kind of suck. But it makes that game three all the more important. The fans are going to be riled up because they want one more game in Detroit. Everyone watching's interested because now Blake Griffin's playing for one more game, you know. And it makes everything interesting. And then once, if you can win game three, so now you got to think the Pistons are going to come out firing and a little better in that game three. If they steal game three and now it's two one, you're much more likely to come back from two one than you were three one when you if you win game four when your back was against the wall and the way where our system set up now i just think it makes the first round way more interesting 
Yeah, but I think I'm going to give you 6,250,000 reasons why they won't, because I'm figuring if, if you could put 25,000 fannies in seats and probably a playoff ticket somewhere around 250 apiece, yeah. 25,000 times 250 is $6,250,000. That's a lot of moolah right there. So yeah, that, and that's the thing. That's gonna be the drawback, and that's how we're never gonna go to a, a situation. I'm glad you pulled out the calculator for it, because there's just no way the NBA's these guys are these are businessmen who own these NBA teams, and they see dollar signs, and they're not gonna. But here's an argument though the the ratings are down this year for the second straight year. The ratings are down in the playoffs a little bit. And the, and it's what happens in the first couple rounds. They'll go up one. The second round They'll I think is going right. to be fantastic. We're going to get, well, Mike, we're going to get Warriors get Rockets in, in the, the second round. That's great. Uh, we're, and then in the East, we're going to get Bucks Celtics. We're going to get Sixers Raptors. I mean, there's going to be some fantastic second round series. I can't wait personally, but these first round games, I think we're just getting a lull where, all right, a week's gone by. We pretty much know who's advancing in each series, minus, say, the Nugget Spurs. That one's still a toss up. I have no clue. Other than that, we pretty much know who's advancing in every series. So now we're just watching these meaningless games for a week until we get to a fantastic uh, playoff or second round. It might help the NBA to have, instead of having that week long dolt, all those games are fun. And then we get into this. We're still excited. And then we get into the second round. And if you're still hanging around watching NBA playoffs, once the second round comes on, I think then you're all in. Now, now you're loving it. You're loving every second of it. I mean, I like the idea. It does have some merit, but but like I say, that's money. that's a lot of money. Money, money, um, money. Yeah. Well, and I don't know the players. I know I don't. Do you know what the what are the player? They get something over and above their salary, right, for playoff. Well, games. yeah. There's a playoff game check. I wonder if it'll. I can pull it up, but yeah. That's why I don't think it ever, I don't think it ever gets changed because just there's too much money in it. But it it would cause for a better product on the court, and you got to think better, you'd kind of yeah. want a better product on the court on the TV for fans, right? Well, they certainly did it at one time, and I want to say they went from a seven game series to a five game series. I, I'd have to do some research. You kind of pulled that one out on me. I didn't know, but I I thought they were all seven game series, and they went down to a five game series. And then back to a seven-game series. It looks like in the NBA, I, this is from an article from SB Nation in 2017, so it's probably gone up substantially since then because they signed bigger sure. TV deals. But if a team were to go to the uh, finals, the payout would be $11,000 per game per player if the champions played 20 postseason games. So, Well, yeah, but what does that mean to Steph Curry or KD or yeah? But there's but there's a lot. So you'd have to get all the players union would have to all agree along with the NBA or with the owners, and so you're talking about let's let's take out the the starting five for each team. You still have ten guys on that or seven guys on each roster, minus the reserves that aren't dressing out. They'd probably be happy with say what you will. Eleven thousand dollars is eleven thousand dollars. Eleven thousand dollars per game, and we're that's four game series. We're taking eleven thousand out of their pockets. it won't happen. Players want their money. Yeah. NBA owners want yeah. their money. But it would make for a better product, and I'd love to see it. And shout out to Bill Barnes. It's a good idea. With the, with the yeah. Idea. It's an interesting theory. Uh, I agree. One of the series that isn't over, well, might be over, and it has not gone, depending on what you thought. I, I, it didn't go the way I thought, and it doesn't sound like from what we talked about earlier, the way you thought. The Blazers Warrior or Blazers, Blazers Thunder. For some reason, I can't get the Thunder and Warriors right. I don't know why. But <laughs> that series at 3-1 now. 
the Blazers are up. And uh, what's your what's your thoughts? Just when you're, I know you might not have watched all of it, but what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I you know, and I've seen a little bit about Westbrook. You know, I, Westbrook's kind of a dick. I mean, I think he is. I think he is maybe the most physically gifted player in the NBA right now. You know, from just a, a the like most pound for pound, the most athletic, I, the most athletic. Yeah. He may be the most athletic person in in sports. He's an amazing athlete. But uh, Damon Little, uh, da- Damien, Damon, Damon Lillard, Damien, right? and he goes by Dame a lot. Dame, Damien. Okay, but Dame Lillard. I mean, he, I think he's outplaying him, and I and I've always liked Lillard. Lillard's a, a pretty good ball yeah. player, and seems to kind of be a cool guy. Um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at what's happening, but I can't say I'm totally surprised because. I just don't think Westbrook's a team guy. He's just not a team player. It's just not in his DNA. I'm not really getting on his butt about it. I'm just they're saying they're real that's good who at being he heel when they when they're winning the game. But then all of a sudden, game four, they lose, and you see Westbrook's been doing this thing. He's done it before. It's nothing new. Like you mentioned, next question, next question, and he won't answer anything. He's kind of just a dick to reporters. And there's a good article. It's an older one, like from 2015, I think, from Grantland back when it was still a thing, from Brian Curtis, mm-hmm. and he talks about. Did you? I didn't realize this before, but the Thunder, they do this. This is kind of their thing. They don't let the media get to their players, and they kind of screw the media. And it's their way of trying to keep keep star players, and I think attract star players, is they'll kind of say, we'll protect you. We won't let the media attack you. We won't let them ask you questions, and we'll always stick up for you. And maybe it's worked because they got Paul George to resign. So maybe it's good for when him. Nobody thought he was going to yeah. stay there. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's working for him. But it seems like that's – what I, what I've kind of kept thinking about it is Westbrook got killed over the weekend for being a dick to reporters. And personally, I don't like it. I It annoys me. I don't understand why mm-hmm. not. I love when – and I could be spoiled because Dirk always – my favorite player always answered questions. He put out a full-page ad. He's just been really nice to people. He put out an ad in the Dallas Morning News where he's, he thanked the fans and journalists and everyone else that followed him in his career. And he's just a great all-around class guy. Classy guy. But I love yeah. when like they ask Steve Nash after a game, and he makes it. He would usually give good answers. Durant had one the other day, as he's been kind of standoffish to media plenty of times. But he had one where they talked about the game, and he gave a two-minute spiel on how the the uh, Clippers are playing them on defense, and it was fascinating to when when they let you in. But mm-hmm. my point is, I don't like what Westbrook's doing. But I don't know. For the most part, we get nothing out of those interviews. Every now and then we get the Durant, we get the Nash where they'll open up. But for the most part, it's a question that says, what were your thoughts on the game? And we get a cliched, they were making shots and we weren't. Or we just got to play better. Or, you know, I mean, very cliche answers. And we don't usually get much for it. And it's got to be awkward if you're the player to, while you're getting dressed, like you're, you're, you just got out of the shower, a towel's around your waist, you're putting your clothes on, and all these grown men and women – because now there's women getting in the locker room and they're like asking you questions while you're changing. It's got to be awkward. I, I get why a player doesn't really like it and they want some, they just, they just had a, a loss where they're like pissed, sad, whatever they are. And now you got to have people while you're getting dressed, like let me breathe and put some clothes on and then I'll come talk to you. They go to the podium. I, I'm just – let me get my handy-dandy calculator out and see what does uh, – are we, are we talking money So again? if my calculations are close, yeah. So if my – I think uh, uh, Westbrook's making $426,000 a game. Okay. So, you know, for 426000 answer a question. Answer a few damn questions. You know, and I thought – I watched some of the uh, stuff that, that you'd sent a couple of links on. 
And if they're asking him basketball questions, he ought to try his best to answer them. And if he wants to have a little fun with it, I'm okay. You know, I I kind of then I got on this YouTube rant about stupid questions <laughs> asked to NBA players, and some of it's pretty funny. You know, they ask Chris Paul, "You think you're going to be back here for a game seven? He's like, "Are you serious? I'm on this team. You're going to set me. I'm going to sit here and tell yeah. you no. I think the series is over." So, I mean, I don't mind them having a little fun with it. But and if they get personal, if somebody gets personal with you. I mean, give it back as hard as you want. So, but if they're asking basketball-related questions, you, you ought to try to answer. Okay. I, that gets me to the other thought. So Westbrook got ripped all over the, the internet this past weekend. You know, another guy that's been doing this for years is a okay. coach who happens to be yep. of a different skin color. And a, a lot of people like him. Greg Popovich has been mm-hmm. a dick to reporters mm-hmm. for years. And I think he almost gets like, some people talk, don't like it, but it, it seems like more people like retweet and, and talk about that as it's funny. Like, it, oh, Popovich slammed another reporter. How funny is that? Where do you think they get looked at in different light? Do you think there, I mean, there's anything to that or not? I, you know, I can't deny that there is maybe some possibility of that. But what I have seen, and and okay, I'm I'm a white guy, and so you know, and Pops is probably closer to my age. <laughs> than Westbrook, you know, so I, I can't deny there's some of that, but it does seem like Pops, most of the clips I saw, I mean, he's kind of trying to be cute. He's not completely trying to be an ass, but I mean, I have seen Pops be an yeah, ass. Yeah, I was about to say, there's times. been times where he's I been have. an ass. I, I have seen him. And so, you know, you could be on to a little something there. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't honestly say Pops, I find a little more amusing than I do Westbrook, but I think that's just because of Pops is a little funnier to me. He's, uh, but well, maybe I it's think, because my skin's the same color as Pops. I don't know. Well, I don't think so. So I think there's some stint where Pop gets a little bit of a a little less, a more of a pass. But also I think Westbrook's doing this where, like you mentioned, if a guy asks a good question, okay, I'll try to answer it. But he was just – he's just straight up next question. Regardless of the question, question, he was saying next question. It might have been a really – I get when someone says, how are you feeling after this loss? Okay, no no, no shit. Like he's probably, shit, feeling, you know? he's probably yeah. not feeling too great. Like that's, but if someone asks you, you know, what were you – what was what were they doing on their switches on a pick and – like they get a real in-depth question where it's basketball question. You could really – you know, here's where they were kind of confusing us or here's where we can get better. I would appreciate that answer. It doesn't sound like – I think Westbrook's thing is he's not even given he's not really even listening to the question. He already knows what he's going to say before the question even comes. And where Pop does a lot of times I think he'll listen he listens to the question and he'll give a like a one word response, but it's usually like they'll say what do you guys like at the end of the first quarter, which most of those interviews are pointless. But at the end of the first quarter the reporter say so, Pop, what are your thoughts, or what what do you need to do better in the second quarter to erase this uh, ten point deficit? And he's like, make shots, you know, <laughs> clearly score more yeah, points. Yeah, they'll, they'll say like, what do y'all need? Y'all are uh, y'all started out shooting thirty six percent from the field in that first quarter. What do y'all need to do in the second quarter to be better? He's like, well, we need to make some of those shots we're taking. So he gives short answers, but it's kind of like it's kind of like how Bill Belichick will do. If the, if anyone sometimes like I know they can be really boring. But every now and then, when someone asks a, a real good question, you'll get an answer from one of them where you're like, whoa, that basketball mind opens up for a second. You realize how fascinating they are. And I think he puts it just puts more pressure on 
the media to not just come out and give a canned question. Like, really think about it. Have your question ready. Don't just say – Have a good yeah, question. Don't just come out. And that's harder than it seems because I, I, you're sitting there and you might be you might have your question in your mind and the the reporter right before you ask that question, now you're like, oh, crap, and you're reeling. But you, are, you have to keep your hand up each time because you want to get one of them. And all of a sudden, you keep putting your hand up, and then, and then they came come to you, and you're like, oh, crap, I don't actually have a question. And that's when you say something silly like, um, do you think you'll be here for a game seven? And that's when Chris Paul tells you, no shit, I'm going to say yes. So I think it puts more pressure on the reporters to ask good questions. Sure it does, and I, yeah. I think Westbrook may catch a little more flack than Pop does, but I think a lot of that's on Westbrook for the way he handles himself on and off the court where there's just a lot about Westbrook's game that leaves him that that's not to be desired where he just like, there's times where he gets up and acts like he's mad at people when there wasn't even anything to be mad at on the court. And he always has this chip on his shoulder and I get it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the chip's good and it makes guys better, but when it's unwarranted and you're just being a dick to be a dick that that turns people off. And that's why people turned on this weekend. And think about it. I mean, Pops is funny sometimes. I mean, you know, there's very few clips you're going to find of Russell Westbrook being charming and yeah, fun. Yeah, and and you will find some of Greg Popovich being charming. That's and the. Fun. I think that that's the point. I think Popovich hates the dumb questions. He he. And mm-hmm. so when he get when he gets a dumb question, he gives a dumb answer. But you also see where he'll like rest in peace to Craig Sager. He had uh, some amazing. Mm-hmm little things where he would take a jab at Craig and laugh with him. And you can tell some of his questions, like you said, there's times where he'll answer it. And there's a little, there's a little shit eating grin on his face where he knows he's just being silly. Yeah. He's just, he'd rather be in the yeah. huddle with his guys and he's going to give a fun answer. And then, all right, let me get back to where I'm going. So I, I think yes, pop catches a little less, but also it's because he's not as much of a dick. Like Westbrook's just being a dick to be a dick. Like the one where, from a couple years back, and we'll post in the show notes, where he literally, Barry Thamel, who's been writing for Oklahoma City forever. I saw that specific one. He, he says, one, like, man. is there a reason? Like, because he, and I read a little more on it in that Brian Curtis article. Barry Thamel was asked, like, what happened? He goes, I honestly was confused. They just had a big win, and I was wondering, did, is something going on? Is there a reason he's upset? And he was doing, digging, digging a little deeper, which is what a journalist should do. So he asked, is there a reason you're upset? And Westbrook just goes, no, I just don't like you. Like, he's just being an asshole. There was no prior beef. And maybe – Well, and from what I've read, that Barry says he probably couldn't pick me out of a lineup, to be honest. That's just what he said, yeah. you know. So but, Westbrook's just being an I, asshole to be an asshole. And I, yeah. Uh, and and so here's the thing. Like you said, Dad, you, they get paid a lot of money to go play basketball. It's a pretty awesome job. And I don't mm-hmm. say, like, it's a – like. I wish I like I'm amazed at how great these guys are at basketball, but they get paid very handsomely to do so. You can sit there for five minutes, answer some questions, and then go home. You know, I, it's not that hard. At least, just don't be an asshole. Like that's what someone asked Dirk one time why why he's so like why he always get it was towards the end of this uh, final season. They asked him why he was always so so good to the media, and he goes, "Well, I mean, y'all make me a lot of money. If people y'all write about me and tell people about me and." that grows the Mavericks fan base. That grows my fan base. That Everyone talks about brands nowadays. That's That grows a brand, and that makes money for me. It, it, and one, it, it's dad's go-to saying, put it on a shirt, just don't be a dick. He just is like, I don't see just why don't be an dick. asshole. So, and that's, the, that's what I want. If I could get Westbrook in a room, I never will. But if I could just have a one-on-one with him, I'd just be like, you know, 
just be nice to people. It, it's just not that hard and it's worth it. At the end of the day, it's worth it just to Agreed. be nice. Agreed. Okay. All right, before we get out of here, I wanted to switch gears and go a little NFL. Normally we would go a lot. I think last year we went a lot NFL about this time of year. The draft, it's coming up. It's this week. And it feels like it has completely snuck up on me. It, if it was, as the old saying goes, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. Cause I just, it just seems like right. it came out of nowhere. Right. And I was wondering, am, am I the only one? Does it feel that way for you or? Yes, it does. Because I saw the commercial and maybe you've seen this on ESPN where Dak Prescott's on there talking about Kyler Murray. And I'm like, what is, what is Dak talking about? I'm like, Oh, hell, that's the draft. He's talking about the draft is yeah. coming up. So, yeah, it completely snuck up on me. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I watch as much SportsCenter as I used to. Um, and so, obviously, I think as you alluded to earlier when we were talking, ESPN is going to really tout the draft. Right. And so I'm not watching as much ESPN for whatever reason. And so – Maybe that has something to do with it. I'm still as interested in football as I ever have yeah. been. Well, that's what was uh, to mention something on that Dak uh, commercial for Kyler Murray. It seems a little odd. I didn't really get the commercial because his whole thing's like talking about how being doubted and all this stuff. And Dak has been doubted. He got drafted, whatever he did, fourth round, and he was the backup mm-hmm. when he got to Dallas, all this stuff. And now he's about to sign a huge deal probably sometime soon. So I get where he's coming from. But Kyler Murray, on the other hand, it's not near as doubted. He's probably going to be the number one overall pick. He, I think he is, won yeah. four straight state championships. He was a huge, like highly touted quarterback at in Texas high school football, which it, that means he's basically like a, a god in Texas. If you're a great high school quarterback, we, Texas loves their football in high school. And then he went mm-hmm. to Texas A&M, had offers from other places, went to A&M. And then as soon as he wanted to leave, he got an offer from Oklahoma to go transfer. Now he's won a Heisman. Dude's had a pretty – and he's been drafted in the first round in the MLB – there's not a lot of like he, he he's not the same as Dak. Where Dak was this guy who people didn't know about. I just didn't understand the the concept really. I guess he's short. Maybe that's why he's doubted. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't get it completely because I thought it. I think Kyler Murray's certainly coming with more acclaim than Dak Prescott did. Yeah. Uh, it, in draft, it just didn't seem but. fitting to me to have Dak be that guy. Like, I thought Cam Newton should say like hater. Maybe talk about haters or something. But I guess it's weird having a guy who's six, seven, talk to about a guy who's six foot, whatever. But I think you're, I think you're right. And on the draft kind of catching up to me, I think, or sneaking up on me, I think I, uh, with the NFL draft, I used to watch, I think around this time last year, I was watching more get up on ESPN. It was, it was new. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to get, a, get, see, get a feel for it. Cause Mike and Mike had ended and I want to see what Greeny was doing. I like Greeny and Jalen Rose and I still, the show's fine. I still like it when I catch it. I just don't, I don't make a point at all to catch it. If it's on, I'll watch it. But and I just don't watch as much. I watch the bat like ESPN. I watch the playoffs, but I don't catch the is like the sports centers and the the daily talk shows and the pardon the interruptions and around the horns and all those. I just don't catch them as much. And those would probably mm-hmm. be the shows that they're going to do segments on the draft, like you said, because they want to get us talking about. It. They want us get us pumped up. But I also thought another thing that maybe is uh. I I wasn't sure. I wanted to ask you this: Is anything to the Cowboys not having a first round pick? Do you think that has anything to us not keeping up with the draft as much? It, it definitely could, uh, because I mean I do keep up with the Cowboys, and uh, yes, I think that could have something to do with it. 
I thought at first when I first thought I thought no way that that I I care about the Cowboys, but that's not going to keep me from keeping up with the NFL draft. But then I thought about I was like, well, last year I was there was part I I know I'm a biased fan. I know I care about what the Cowboys do, and I'm probably keeping up with it to see who's going to come, who's going to drop to twenty. And I haven't clicked on any mm-hmm. mock drafts this year just because I don't really care who's going around twenty because it's not the Cowboys picking, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, you'd have to go to what pick fifty eight <laughs> yeah. or whatever to get to the Cowboys pick. I I don't know. I still am interested in the draft. I'm interested to see. It, it, it's a huge time where everyone's lying stuff. I did see a cool article. I wish LJ was here. Um, did you hear that Mike Mayock and John Gruden apparently sent all their scouts home? Sent all yeah. the scouts home <laughs> because they don't yes. trust. They don't trust. They're worried it'll get leaked out of who they're looking at. So they sent all the scouts home. And one, I was going to make a joke about how, once again, John Gruden seems like he just is, who knows what he's doing over there. But then I read a story about uh, Gil Brandt or Jill. I think it's Gil Brandt. He used to. Gil Brandt. Yeah, I heard back this when he was a yeah. Back when he worked as a scout or whatever it was for the Cowboys, he said they put like a, a little fake thing on the board of who they wanted. And it was a player they didn't want just to see if anyone would leak it. And once someone leaked it, they caught their snake and they caught the, the person in the locker. Right. These guys take this stuff so serious. They get paid so much money. You can't tell me you can't hire seven people that you trust 100% not to go tell the media what you're trying to do. That is wild to me. It blows my mind. Yeah, me too. Like we, Me too. We don't get paid near that much at my job, but I think they trust us not to go leak information out of that. But then again, I guess not that many people are trying to figure out what we're doing behind closed doors where yeah. people are really trying to figure out who the Cowboys are drafting. But it just blew my mind to figure out how, uh, like how these people were so worried about everyone leaking out information and everything. And I guess it does happen. That they leaked something fake. They put fake information out there to see if the guy yeah. would leak it. And, and he did. did. And they caught and they someone. Caught that was that. – I was fixing to just I, – I was like, oh, next time we get on the podcast, I can't wait to get LJ started up to just rip on John Gurdon and the Raiders. And then after that Gil Brandt thing, I was like, wow, this isn't that weird. For This isn't that weird. The Raiders are just one among 32 that probably do this. So I guess it's not that crazy. They're all, they're crazy. all crazy. Uh, do you think all Do you crazy. think Kyler Murray should be taking – our last thing on the NFL draft, should they take Cardinals, should they take Kyler Murray number one overall? Well, I mean, I think it depends on what you're getting for Rosen. And I don't know what kind of offers they've got for him. They should be shopping him. Um, if they can get something good for Rosen. I had, I don't, I didn't see him play last year. He kind of wasn't so great, but also kind of, he was on the Cardinals. He had a horrible, horrible offensive yeah. line. He had Larry Fitzgerald, and, and that's you know, it. That was it. And that's it. Uh, because what's the, the running back yeah, was David hurt. David Johnson got hurt. For, uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, you said he played at AM. I thought he played with uh, the coach for Arizona, that tech. Did he no, not play at tech? No, at Kingsbury all? just always loved him. Back when he was at uh back when he was at tech, he would talk about how Kyler Murray's really good. And before I think he even thought he had a chance at a uh, NFL head coaching job like two years ago, he talked about how Kyler Murray or right as Kyler Murray was coming up, and I think right at the beginning of this past season, when Kingsbury probably thought he'd be at tech for a while. Someone asked him about Kyler Murray, and he goes, "Oh, I think he's great. I would, I'd love him to be my quarterback, and I think he's an NFL quarterback. All this stuff." And started about that's what that's how it first got the people started connecting the dots. Is Kyler Murray the guy? Now, I'm, maybe I'm going way too back, but who was the guy that came right after Manziel and then like broke his record in the first five games or something? That, that wasn't Kyler Murray, no. was it? Oh, who? I'm going too far back now, aren't I? Yeah, okay. 
Oh, he it was like he broke. He he went off for the first like three or he, four games, and everyone thought he's first three or four games. He went nuts. I'm going completely blank. Uh, I guess I'm, is this and, me getting old? I should. I feel like I know this name. I just I can't think of it. But yeah. Well, and he fell off, and I thought he transferred and everything. And obviously, Kyler Murray transferred from A and because yeah. he wound up in Oklahoma. So anyway, sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> wrong wrong guy. We'll put it in the show notes who it was. Um. But so, but I thought maybe. Do you think I'd have so? It, what what do you think they should get for Rosen? Then I mean, do you even have an idea? Well, it depends. You know, I've heard that maybe uh, Belichick would be interested in him, and certainly Belichick. The the Patriots got to do something. I mean, do you, you know, think if if you're they've got to have if you're the Cardinals and Belichick comes and offers a second round pick, I'm probably like, no way. He must know something we don't know. He must be better. Belichick has that thing where people I think have like you used to joke about it. There's like a do not answer when Belichick calls other GMs because they just know he's about to fleece them. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, so I think, yes, I think you do con- seriously consider Kyler Murray first, but it depend- it's dependent on what you get for Rosen. But, hell, if you think he's the guy, you take him. If, he, if you think he is the guy, you get him. Now, there's that size, you know, question about him. I think what people probably um, are worried and- about, or if you're the Cardinals, what you're worried about is if you take him first overall – then you lose that drops Rosen's value because clearly that's Ro- they got to trade Rosen showing, now. If you take Kyler Murray one, that's you showing that you don't trust Rosen to be the guy, and that means you after one year you're already out on Rosen. Whether they're right or wrong is neither here nor there. That's what you're basically telling people. And I, if I'm if I'm another team, if I can, like if I was the Patriots, at one point I heard a third round pick for Rosen, and I thought hell the Cowboys should offer a third round pick for Rosen. I just think. Quarterbacks are valuable, and he's on a rookie deal. I think someone will go get Rosen. They'll probably try to get a first-round pick, but it's going to be hard to get a first-round pick for Rosen if you're already taking another quarterback to replace him. He just loses all his value. What what yeah. really should happen is I want to hear that GM actually tell us that GM should be fired. Not only did the GM hire a coach and fire him within a year, he also drafted, he traded up and drafted a quarterback in the first round and then drafted another one a year after. Clearly, he just sucked last offseason – I mean, he must have been terrible. Who is the GM? Oh, I forget team? his name now. Not he's not very good. I don't think so he'll it's be not there very long. We know. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, no need to look it up. He probably won't be there long. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, mm. I hope he goes first. I can't wait to watch Kyler Murray in the NFL. I just think he's so fun to watch, and I, I'm interested to see what he can do. It'll just be fun. So I remember you telling me that, and I didn't get to watch him play a lot last year. So I'm anxious to see him play. I really am. And then, God, did you see quickly, last thing on NFL, you said, but Russell Wilson signed one hell of a contract, you know, and he's not a very big guy in no. stature, but I, I think he is a hell of a good quarterback. So if Kyler Murray could be a quarterback along those lines at all. Well, and that's what kind of intrigues money. me because what Russell Wilson does is he runs around a lot, but he doesn't take a ton of big hits. He's not like Vic where he's – you know, diving over people Smart. and trying to go for the pylon and landed on his head. And if you look, if you look back last year, I don't remember many games. Kyler Murray ran a lot last year at Oklahoma. Don't really remember him getting hit much. Either they couldn't catch him or he ran out of bounds or he slid. Loaded up. So I, th- I think you can last in the league as long. The reason RG three didn't last is because he kept getting hit, and that he didn't play smart. You just got yeah, You got a quarterback smart. is more valuable than a running back. You just can't take those hits because one, you can't miss games. By the way, to the listeners out there. I know our A&M fans are rolling our eyes because we couldn't remember. It was Kenny Hill, Kenny Trill Hill for A&M that, Kenny, that went Kenny crazy Trill for three Hill, weeks yeah. and then flamed out, and he transferred somewhere later. But 
that's that's it. But yeah, NFL draft snuck up on me. I'm interested. I can't. I'll actually I'll be watching, even though I didn't realize it was this close. But I'll be all in for, it, especially because it'll still be probably a meaningless NBA game going on for the first round while we're waiting on this fantastic second round coming up. I'm pumped for that. Uh, let's end it how we normally do. A uh, little, just a uh, little, what we're listening to, and uh, I'll start with you. I think I have something that you're gonna like this week for what we're listening to. But what, what about you? What have you been listening to? Well, I'm, I'm gonna have. I got a little different story than than what Uh-oh, we're listening okay. to this week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, and I'll, I'll get a picture and put it on the uh, the website. Um, there's a guy that there's about a 15 foot pine tree that was cut down at Little okay. River, and they hired this guy to come in. And he's carving it out with chainsaws. And what he's this guy is doing to this tree, tree okay. the, the tree, okay. yes, he's carving the tree. So he's got like everything that Little River's kind of made up of, fishing, a golf club, a tennis racket, you know, the Little River Club insignia. Like I said, it's beautiful, the artwork that he's doing. But So I talked to the guy a little bit. And what he does is he lives mostly up in like, the Washington state area where there's a lot of trees obviously and stuff. And so during the summer he's up there and he's doing his craft. And during the winter, when it's really cold up there, he comes down to Dequeen. He lives in Dequeen, Arkansas, a real small town, or he stay, he stays <laughs> in Dequeen and he, he carves trees for you. And I mean, he gave me a card. He's a really pretty cool guy. So I said, well, so you live in Washington some, you live here some, I said, so where, where do you call home? And he looked at me and goes, you know, Earth. That's Earth. what I call home. Earth. Wherever I'm wherever I'm laying my head, that's my home. And I thought, that's pretty damn cool. Where's Earth, home? Baby. Earth. <laughs> you know? I kinda liked it. So so I don't know. That had an impression on me. Hell, and we're uh, recording this, this on Earth Day. It's uh, Earth Day, baby. Yeah, it's Earth is Day. It Earth Day? Yeah, How about it's Earth that? Day today? I didn't even know that that yeah, nice we're recording this Monday there, night. But, it's uh, uh it's Earth Day. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It, we need to, speaking of Earth and Earth Day, Little Dicky, my boy, put out a little song with like a ton of different artists about We Love the Earth, and it's a big thing. It's a big like seven-minute song. It's a cool little animated video, and it's just talking about how like it's it's basically him addressing climate change and some other issues going on in the world. And it's just like, dude, the Earth is so cool. It's where we all live. We live here together. Let's try to keep this thing around as long as possible. And they're all the money going to it is going to try to go to the proceeds for different different efforts and and saving the earth and stuff. And it was really cool. I'll put that on the show notes, but yeah, that's interesting. You brought that up. Okay. Uh, we, we all live here on earth. That's, that's I, where I live. That's where I stays. I stays on earth. I stay, I stays on <laughs> earth. <laughs> uh, what I've been listening to, and I, I got to give I, this actually may be when you first told me. So uh, last weekend I went to, or two weekends ago, I went to hot springs and there, while there I was celebrating my man, mm-hmm. Cody McGee's birthday. And uh, he put me on a, an album. I know you, you may, you and LJ may have heard this because I know uh, this man's been brought up on y'all's what we're listening to for a while now. But Ben Harper, Diamonds on the Inside. Mm. Do you know that album? Oh, <laughs> Diamonds on the Inside. I didn't yes. know that album. I've listened oh, to some yeah. Ben Harper, but I didn't know that album. My goodness, it was so good. I couldn't. And it had like yes, it had like some like some Jamaican songs, some like African songs. I mean, it had all kinds of stuff. It was so like Cody told me we listened to it. We went to the gas station to go get something. I don't remember what we were going to do, but he had it playing on his car. He had a, Cody, of course, has a CD in his car. You know, he's still old school. 
Oh yeah, he still he's got still, a CD. I like, was like, "What yeah. is this playing? What do you got on the aux cord?" He's like, "Aux cord," and he pulls out the album, like the this the what it came. He's like, "This is what we're listening to." Yeah, the case. CD case. I don't even know what it's called because I hadn't listened to him, a CD in forever. He pulls out the case and just tosses it to me. He's like, "Diamonds on the inside." On your way home, when you're driving back up to uh, up to North Arkansas, throw this throw this bad boy on, and it it was good stuff. I enjoyed the heck out of it. So that's what I've been listening to. Oh, Ben Harper's one of my favorite artists. One of my very favorite artists. And I know, good stuff. I can't wait to listen to that again. LJ's not here, but I did do my homework. I listened to some Tenacious D this past week. Yeah. Jamming to my boy Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's not only it jamming, is. but there's some funny stuff on it, like the little, like where you kind of do skits and stuff in it. It was pretty dang good. I, I was listening to, what's the Wonder Boy or whatever? <laughs> it was killing me. It's it's been a long time since I've seen him, but you need to YouTube him again. No, I was just listening video. to him on, on Spotify. Oh, they've got like little 10, 15 minute uh what do you call those? Uh very short. They're very short okay. takes or whatever, but they're hilarious with old KG Kyle <laughs> Gunn. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Uh, they were pretty good. I, I, I hate that I'm bringing this up with Elgin out here, and we, I might have to bring it up again with him here because my homework. He, he's will. the one who assigned me the homework, and it, I was late last time. So, but I did. I just wanted to make sure it was out out there on the record for LJ to know. I did do my homework. I listened to some tenacious D. You did do your homework. <laughs> um, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, another another good week. I, I, can't wait. We got a first round of playoffs. We'll, we'll finish those up. NBA will be out of the way. And then second round next week. Oh, it's going to be fun. A lot of fun coming up. NFL draft coming up. Game of Thrones season. We finally get that feature link episode coming up on Sunday. Hopefully LJ will be back. We'll, we'll have it all for you next week. But uh, for another week of the JPP pod, peace out. Peace. <laughs>